I love rock climbing more than anything. When I'm not hanging off the side of a rock face, I'm daydreaming about it, planning my next adventure. Luckily, I work for a travel company in London, which allows me to help others plan their epic adventures and check out new destinations all over the world. It's a sweet gig. But this weekend, I'm taking my self-built van conversion out for a spin with two of my mates, Frank and Kevin. I met them when I was scaling the Dolomites a few years back, and we've become the best of buds. They also have camper vans, so we always try and plan a few trips a year together. It's much easier climbing in a group. It's the June holiday weekend coming up, so we're taking the campers out for a spin up north, in Wales, to hike and climb a few of the peaks in Snowdonia. It was always a fun environment up there. It was a beautiful setting, and the small towns were always filled with other climbers, travelers, and hippies alike from all around the world. I just really hope the weather pulls through, though. When I get home from work, I hurriedly chuck all of my stuff into a rucksack. I'm not that organized. And then chuck everything in the back of my van. I have the essentials, so I should be fine. Frank and Kevin live in Kent, so I meet them at a service center to fuel up and drive together. As we drive towards Wales, the summer sun is still high in the sky. I think about the boys and how we all have become so close so fast. We had intimate conversations from the get-go in Italy and had shared so much about all aspects of our lives. In a way, I was probably the most free-spirited of the group. I had been in a lot of different kinds of relationships before, non-monogamous, poly, and mainstream normal ones. At first, the guys asked me tons of questions about it, but I was happy to explain how I did it and why it worked for me. They were both slightly more traditional, but still quite cheeky. But nothing sexual has ever happened between the three of us. Sure, there's some sexual tension. Wasn't there always between men and women? After about six hours of driving, I finally pulled up to the campsite. The light in the sky was slowly starting to wane, but it was surprisingly still warm out. I went to grab more wood for the fire, while the boys prepared our evening meal. I was a shit cook. As I was walking back with the wood, I caught Frank's eye. His dark hair was scruffy, like a stubble beard, and the dark green Patagonia shirt and beanie complemented his skin. Actually, he looked pretty hot. I shook my head, trying to get my thoughts back on track. Hooking up with a friend in a three-person friendship was not a good idea. I had a few rules when it came to non-monogamy, and one of them was to not hook up with friends. I had done that once before, and it did not turn out well for anyone. I stood beside Frank overlooking the fire as Kevin turned over the steaks and Frank checked to see if the potatoes were boiled. I loved these guys. They always cooked up a feast. I went to my van to grab the plates and beers, and we all sat down around the fire chatting about our most recent mountain biking trip in Canada. I looked around us. We were kind of in our own little paradise. Our campsite was in a small valley, surrounded by mountains, and there was a small river we could swim in behind us. I knew if the temperatures continued to be decent, we would all be drunk skinny dipping in there one night. I said this to the guys and they laughed and nodded in agreement. It wasn't weird to joke around with them about these things. They got it. I was basically one of the lads. We all started to relax from the work week, washing our steak down with ice-cold beers and chatting about our past adventures 
and the ones we hope to do. After dinner, Kevin rolled a joint, you know, to make sure we had a really good sleep before climbing tomorrow. I took a small toke, knowing I couldn't handle weed like when I was younger. Frank took two big puffs before handing it back to Kevin, and we all seemed to relax a little bit more into our chairs, transfixed on the fire, as it looked like it had a special glow. After a few minutes, Kevin started yawning and said he needed to go to bed early, that work had been particularly taxing on him that week. Frank and I decided to stay out for a bit longer. We leaned back in our chairs and looked up at the stars. They were so much brighter than in London, and it really made you feel like you were in the middle of a Milky Way galaxy. I asked Frank how it was going with the girl he was seeing, and he looked at me sadly, saying it hadn't worked out. I normally wouldn't press, but his eyes looked so sad I felt I ought to. Frank told me that he thought she was going to be the one, but when he asked her about becoming exclusive, she had shot him down telling him that she was only out for some fun. I could tell it had hurt Frank deeply. Sure, he could come off as a bit of a lad, but deep down he had a really big heart. I looked over at him, telling him I was sorry and that he deserved better than that. He took a gulp of his beer and caught my eye. Our gaze was intense, and I could feel he was about to say something that maybe he shouldn't. Without breaking his gaze, Frank told me he felt there was something a bit more than friendship between us, that he loved my carefree, relaxed attitude, and how much I loved to adventure and climb. He told me I was basically his perfect girl, and that since the day we had met, he had been trying to find a girl like me and all the women he had dated. I held my breath, unsure of how to respond. Then I looked at him dead in the eyes and raised an eyebrow. He told me he didn't want to destroy our friendship. I got it. All three of us had built up a strong bond, and I hadn't even allowed my mind to go there before. But as I looked into his piercing blue eyes, I couldn't shake the chemistry that seemed to be bubbling up inside of me. I felt connected to him after our intimate conversation, and he was pretty hot. I felt moisture between my legs, starting to think about Frank running his hands across my naked body. I told him my concerns about Kevin, about making things complicated. But I was just making excuses. We both knew exactly what we were about to do. I stood up from my chair, moving towards Frank, and took the beanie from his head and put it on mine, playfully, and stood behind him. I leaned over and wrapped my arms around his neck and chest. I breathed in his campfire woodsy scent and kissed his neck. I felt him relax into me, and he turned his head around, meeting my lips with his. Frank stood up and leaned into me. I could feel his cock getting hard against my hips, and it turned me on even more. We walked over to his small van conversion, and he quietly opened the back doors. His bed was already made, but he grabbed me by my ass and sat me down on the bumper instead. He was kissing me ferociously, standing between my legs. I grabbed his hair and ran my fingers through it as I kissed him back, my tongue flitting in and out of his mouth. When I stopped to look at him, all I could see was a silhouette against the campfire. I started to pull up his t-shirt and unbuckle his pants. His hard cock fell out, and I placed it in my hand, 
softly rubbing the tip. With my mouth, I kissed over the skin of his stomach, going lower and teasing him with my mouth. I taste the saltiness of his pre-cum. I hear him groan. He puts one hand around my neck lightly, not choking me, and the other on the back of my head, encouraging me to swallow his throbbing hardness. I can feel the pressure of his hands getting stronger, and I can't get enough of him. I love the feeling of his cock filling me up and in my mouth. It feels so natural. Frank pushes his cock hard against the back of my throat so that my body is forced backwards, and I'm now laying down on his made bed. He pulls out of me and smiles, leans down and kisses my mouth, and then pulls off my shorts and moves my underwear to the side. He gets to his knees to return the favor, swishing his tongue around my vulva, inside and out, and then focusing on my clit. It's enough to make me want to scream. Frank senses this and reaches up to clasp a hand to my mouth. We know we have to be quiet so that Kevin doesn't hear. But it feels so fucking good, and I can feel myself dripping straight into his mouth. Just as I feel I'm about to come, Frank pulls away and moves himself over top of me. The weight of his body on mine feels familiar and sexy. I push into him as we kiss, and he slides his hand onto my breasts squeezing them aggressively, and then pinching my nipples. My body alights with pleasure, and I moan into his mouth. I tell him that I can't wait any longer, and that I want, I need him inside of me. He slyly grabs a condom, puts it over his throbbing cock, and moves my knees wide. I watch as he penetrates me, and pull a pillow over my mouth so I don't scream out loud. It feels so good for him to be inside of me. As Frank thrusts into me, he reaches his hand over to frame my head. Our sweat is mixing together, and I grab his ass to pull him further into me. I feel my finger touch the outside of his ass, and I feel his body move into it, not away from it. So I slowly put pressure on it, seeing if he would say anything. And to my surprise, he tells me not to stop. I slowly embed my finger into his ass, and I feel him thrust even deeper. It was fucking hot. I could feel Frank was getting close, and I was as well. I look at him and tell him to come as I was about to. I feel Frank's body shake and allow mine to get overtaken by the rush of orgasm that was flowing through it. It took everything in me to clench my teeth and not scream. Frank hunched over and buried his face into the mattress as he came inside of me. I liked the feeling of his body on top of me, and I ran my hands through his hair, pulling him in closer, wondering if this was the first or last time this would happen on our adventures. <laughs>